Welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio, where we are changing the way parents talk to their kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe in our rapidly changing world. You are your kid's best source of information and primary example. In these thought-provoking conversations, Robin and her guests seek to improve your relationship skills, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Now, here's your host, Robin LaCrosse. Hey everyone, welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. I'm your host, Robin LaCrosse, and today I am here with Sophia Wise One. She is a speaker, singer, mentor, transformational storyteller, visionary, and prayer of prayers. She is the host of two global podcasts, Vagina Talks and Medicine Caller. Sophia makes temples everywhere she goes where people claim their sacredness, define it for themselves, and remember who they truly are. She trains professional medicine callers to trust and optimize their medicine through self-mastery, soul unification, skill refinement, and ancestral reclamation. She is the creator and author of I Love My Life, Oracle Deck, and Academy. She also runs a virtual temple, a child mystic who has been a professional medicine caller for over 20 years. She is trained in over 20 different modalities, known for her candor and love, digging deep and laughing the whole way. Hey, Sophia. It's so good to have you here. Hi, Robin. Hello. Hi, everyone. (laughs) I'm happy to be here. Oh, so good to have you. Uh, Actually, we did an interview a couple years ago. I was on your show. That's right. Yeah. Uh huh. So, so good. I'm so happy to have you on my show now. Really, really, really happy to be here. It, it's that show is still up and running. If anybody hasn't heard it, you can go check it out. It's uh, it's Vagina Talks. We can throw a link in there for you. Yeah. You want to go? Totally. Robin, talk a little different angle, but you know, just being her brilliant self. Yeah, no doubt. So, you know, today I would really love to talk about the female body, our body, anybody's body as a temple. And of course, you know, we're having, you know, we're doing a series on menstruation. And so we're kind of flavored towards women and and girls right now. But, you know, when I first was introduced to um, like under, you know, like that my body was doing all this like really cool stuff, you know, ovulating. I learned about, you know, fertility awareness and all this kind of stuff. And it really gave me this deep appreciation for my body that I had never even had before. And, and I would love to hear your thoughts about, you know, cultivating that whole space of body as a temple. Yes, body as a temple. So there's two places for me to really kind of come in on this. One is I just have to give props to my mama. Like I just got to give props to my mom who just really raised me with this perspective of, and probably even that language that probably came from her originally. And that notion of your body is a temple and it's a sacred space and, you know, only like you can touch your body anytime you want and people have to respect it that way, but also the caring for it and all of that. And and so I kind of had this really foundational upbringing around that. And then 
And I was I was brought up in this kind of like hippie alternative mode, like, like medicine land. Um, anyway, and then I actually had um, PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. So it was actually through the cycle of my my menstrual cycle, my PMS was so severe it was I couldn't really function. And, um, and then I would menstruate and like stabilize again. And the cycle was so extreme that I really couldn't function. I dropped out of college. It was like mental health crisis. And I had enough of a perspective that my body was a temple and that I had this like faith and understanding of like listening to myself that I used that perspective to get to know my body even more and really pursued understanding my cycle and understanding the gifts of each of those phases. And as I kind of unlocked the treasure troves of my physical body and my emotional body, I just found more and more of myself. And coming in, I see the other thing about this is like, I am so body-based. Like I'm a trained massage therapist. I've been a body worker for 20 years. And I really believe that the body is a map and a sanctuary, like a physical landscape of our soul and our our sacred self, not only what we are, but what we've come here to become. So it's both a map that tells the truth about who the life we've lived and what we've experienced, like we carry that wisdom, but it also is a map that can direct us into our wholeness and into our joy and well-being and that's such a different thing than I think a lot of people think think about like the body. And I'm like, oh no, it is this. It's it's a map. It's like it's an encyclopedia. It's like a hist- history book and a map of where to go. Interesting, yeah. Um, and when you say history, like I it immediately makes me think of like our roots. You know, like our maternal history, our paternal histories, and that kind of stuff. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, I think we inherit so much from our families and I even just think about how we inherit our our body language, you know? So that there's there, people tell stories about being adopted and then meeting like a sibling or something mm-hmm. that you know mm-hmm. that they've never met before but they like and then they do all these same like physical gestures or things like that that there is these there are these ways where it's like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe you move like that or sound like that. Um, And it's just there. It's just like in our DNA. And then there's another layer of actual like mirroring that gets passed on too, which is like, we have that imprint and then, and then that can be really like reinforced with our family. Right. So it's like, I think about how the body posture can usually tell such a powerful story. Right. We talk about body language being so powerful and I think about communication being so powerful and transformative and what is it to really with ourselves have a relationship and an understanding, not reading other people's body language, but reading the language of our own body, understanding the communication that's coming from our own physical sensations or even the posture that we're taking in a moment. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I think about how the, imprints that we get from our families are not just our it's not just our parents right like the 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 generations back I do a lot of work and have a lot of understanding around ancestral 
the ancestral piece, like that we come from a long line and that we're, we're like, we're one moment in that, in that line. So that's the other thing that comes to mind to me. Mm -hmm. I stare off into the distance. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I was wondering if there's like another bolt of inspiration coming through. (laughs) Yeah. I think maybe what I'll say is that we, we, I believe that we, I experience this to be true, that we inherit our, we, I understand that we receive both the wounds and the trauma of our ancestors, mm-hmm. as well as the gifts and the medicine, mm-hmm. and that we get those, we are handed those. But the other thing that is like spectacular in my experience is that we can heal those wounds in ourselves and also with and for our ancestors, as well as there's a lot of gifts that have been latent that are medicine or wisdom that has been silenced or um, lost or kind of tattered over time through our generations. You know, every, every human family at one point ha- was an indigenous person and had an understanding of the rhythms of the land and the medicines of the plants. And, you know, in some way or another, and maybe you didn't personally carry that information, but there's a way in which that, and I believe that kind of knowing of our body in a sacred way and our body being connected that there's, it's not like my body is a temple and nothing else is a temple, right? It's like my body is a temple and the river is a temple and the trees are a temple. Mm-hmm. And that to me is an, that's an, that's an ancestral, that's an inherit, inherent and an inherited knowing. But sometimes they're, they're broken up in there. And we, we have the ability to heal and to remember, to reweave those disconnected places in us and to actually be the place where that wisdom comes alive again. Yeah, you know, I've I've heard other people talk, you know, I I don't do this type of healing work myself, but I've heard of people like talking about similar things where you can go back and like heal that line that's sort of like a thread that goes through the ancestral line where you can do some healing work and it kind of like ripples backwards and forwards and, and he, you know, breaks that, you know, thread or whatever, you know, heals that wound kind of thing. Can you like, are you familiar with like some of the techniques and stuff that go into doing that, that type of work? Yeah. I have a webinar too. I have a Mm -hmm. whole, I have a thing that I do. It's a, like a two hour webinar where I do a teaching on ancestral um, lineage healing and then we do a practice for it. So mm-hmm. if people want to do that, I'd be happy. And I doing that kind of stuff with your family is like, I'm such a nerd. Like, I'm like, oh my God, that's <laughs> a, like, I'm such, <laughs> such a healing nerd. I'm like, you do it with your family. It's so cool. Light a candle on full moon mm-hmm. um, and, and, and do it together to, you know, one of the things that I say to my own family, you know, is like, I'm always so grateful when we do these things together because it's like, share the load, you know, right. it's like whenever I watch um, one of my siblings or my parents kind of have an epiphany and heal a piece back. And I feel like we're always kind of giving each other spiritual high fives, like, and actual like literal ones too, where I'm like, thanks. Like, you know, it's like, it's, it's in all of us, you know, and when it heals in you, that reverberates and heals in me. And mm-hmm. so when we can do that together as a family and, and literally some of us, it's, we can get into and heal um, 
some things easier than others, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I think that there's a, there's a sweetness in that if we can like trust that and trust that our kind of uh, proclivities, our particularities, the things that really work for us or the things that don't work for us are those gateways and like the ways in which we're different really make us stronger, both in just kind of normal life living, but even in this spiritual healing pathway, you know, like the things that my sister needs to heal for her peace of mind in her life. Some of those things are different than my top of mind things, right? But Mm -hmm. if I do my top of mind and she does her top of mind, then like we're really addressing like a much wider, we're getting, everybody is kind of getting that, you know, source together. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you know, I use the term reweaving the ancestral tapestry. So when you talk oh, about yeah. that thread, that yeah. really, I think that really a lot of people come to that themselves, you know, like, it's just like, you go to talk about it and you're like, how do I describe this visceral experience? And, and I got into this work through my own, just through my own healing, just, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of having that, having these experiences and, and then, and really a lot of it to me is through the, again, it's through the body. I, right. I, I do through the heart, through the water of the body, through the heart of the body, the blood of the body, the invitation, the DNA, and then also through the womb. I do mm-hmm. a lot of this work through the womb and, and going into my own. One of, the one of the visualizations that I do is going into the womb temple and then tending it. And a lot of us are disconnected or don't have that association directly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I find that it's so potent to just like take the metaphor just all the way, you know, and just visualize going in like through the cervix and entering in through this kind of magical gateway into a temple. And most of the time, the first time we do that, it's a little bit of like a, it's like a mystical ruins landscape. It's like, you can tell that there once was magic here, you know. Right. And, and, Nobody uh, set foot here for a while. Right. It's time to spruce up this this wonderful, beautiful temple, right. you know, spruce and all its glory. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Uh-huh. And uh, I uh, and resurrecting the temple is a huge piece. It's a huge piece for me. This inside temple, my life as sacred space, my body as sacred space, my womb, and then the physical spaces that I I I. Um, navigate and work inside of. And I think one of the things about temple is that when we're inside a sacred space, it's, we're, it's actually a vibrational landscape. Like have you ever walked into a, you know, a gorgeous grove of trees or an amazing building and like burst into tears, you know, like people have had that moment where it's like, I don't know why I just walked in and there was something about it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I could, I will use the word vibration, but you could use whatever, but it's that it's, yeah, yeah, you're moved. And, and there's something about a space that, that is so what it is that it changes me to be inside it. Mm-hmm. And so how do I cultivate a space that is so like potently itself that what I experience when I'm inside it is a sense of wholeness or a remembering or a courage or a confidence to be my own sacred self? That's what temple is. Like that's what sacred space is to me. And mm-hmm. so that's what letting the body, the body, its tension, its aches, its pains are the directions of saying, here, this is something 
this is, this is that abandoned ruin area, like spruce this place up. And I'm a huge fan of using spirit guides and ancestors as um, assistants, asking for their help. Inviting so let's them. take a quick commercial break and we'll talk more about our guides and assistants here, spiritual assistants. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Everyone wants more pleasure, yet pleasure is an uncomfortable topic. Would you be surprised to know that most women have never taken the time to fully explore their bodies in intimate or erotic ways? That's why I'm hosting a powerful and long overdue web class on understanding female pleasure. Go to holisticsexedradio.com and click on the web class link at the top of the page for more information and to register for understanding female pleasure today. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are, at home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at holisticsexedradio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. All right, we're back. So please tell us more about our spiritual guides and ancestors. Yeah, so we have these places that can ache in us, right? And they're asking for something. And, and I believe that you can simply, simply, simply just make the request that your spirit guides, your soul wisdom, your ancestors, this is the best thing about this stuff, is that like, if it's real, it's real. So you don't have to believe in it. You just have to interact with it. Like, I don't have to believe in my dishes in the sink. I just right. walk over and my <laughs> dishes are in the sink and then I wash them. <laughs> right, uh-huh. Right, like they just are. But if you just never go to the sink, then maybe the dishes are fictional, right? right. They're not mm-hmm. real dishes. And so, you know, and then dishes in this space don't walk around, whereas your spirit guides and your ancestors are, are, are traveling with you. But the thing that I offer people and that I'm offering you right now is you literally don't have to know what you're doing in this way more than just say, you know, I, I'm open to your help and your guidance. Like Sophia said that you were just here and that you'd help me if I asked, you know, right. like you can just be honest. Like what is it to just be honest with your and say, there's, there's an ache that's happening in my heart or there's this pain in my shoulder and I don't know how to undo it. Like help me with that. And then, of course, all the meditation techniques that you find across the globe are helpful in terms of being able to hear or listen or gain insight, um, you know, and that like anything else just kind of takes practice. But I, I've, I've shared this with many people over the years and many people have said like, you know, I just did that thing. I just said, I said like, you know, Sophia said you'd help. So can, can you help? So with a physical thing or with, with a circumstance. And that's one of the biggest things I think about with ancestors or spirit guides is that, you know, it's about creating a real relationship 
And like any relationship, you just have to show up and like be yourself. And what's going to happen is you're going to find out more about yourself and you're going to find out that which you're relating with. And that's what a relationship is. <laughs> yeah. Is over time, you know, right. like, oh, they respond well when I make offerings. They like get really quiet when I ignore every piece of advice they give me. I'm just coming through a really kind of deep rebirth of myself. Um, this past This past year has been really a next level of, of personal growth for me. And I was in a phase where I kept saying like, I want answers. And the answer, I just got silence. I mean, like cold, I mean, it wasn't really cold silence, but it felt like cold silence in my like pain and desperation. And what I knew and also like could make me chuckle at times, even in that painful place for myself was, you know, it was like every once in a while, they'd be like, you literally aren't listening to anything we have to say unless it's the exact thing you want to hear. So like, we're not going to tell you anything. Like, this isn't a satisfying conversation. Like, you want to hear one thing. And that's like, I, like, you can tell yourself that. And when you're ready to actually listen, come back around, you know? And that's like, these are, you know, guides that I've been working with for long t- decades, you mm-hmm. know? And they're like, I love you. I'm here. I'm not leaving, you know, it wasn't a cold silence. It's a warm, present silence. It's like, we can see that you, and that's like, you know, how many times we have to do that parenting or with Mm -hmm. a partner where we're like, I can see that you cannot hear a single thing I'm saying right now. Like, actually, it doesn't matter. And and to recognize that we often do that, um, you know, with ourselves or, and that if we're doing it with ourselves, that we're doing it with other people, that we're doing it with our guides. And so, um, you know, having having the courage to just have a real, to, d- to develop a real relationship and to find out how you receive that information because some people hear it, some people feel it in their body or they just know stuff or they see stuff or they dream it or they get it when they write. There's like a million, there's so many more ways to kind of receive and digest that information. It's not just like one, one way. And I think that, um, and that's the same thing, as bizarre as this sounds, actually seems like the same thing, the way that our body talks to us. So like when I guide people to, I have one, one person who I used to say like, you know, go and look inside your body. And she would say, I'm not visual. Like I can't, I don't imagine things. And I'd be like, well, then just ask, just ask your body, just go to your heart and ask, you know, like find the, the way in which you do communicate. Maybe it's visually, maybe it's sensation, maybe it's words, maybe it's none of those things, maybe it's something else, but there is a way in which you give and receive information to and from yourself as well as to and from other people or to or from other energies. But I think when we know how to communicate with ourselves, we really, it really changes the way we communicate with everything and everyone. Yeah, right. So basically, you're essentially, what you're saying is you're listening to yourself, you're listening to what the information or the sensations that are in your body that are are there. It's kind of like in the sense of like fertility awareness, my body's sending me these signs and symptoms over the course of the month, and I can ignore them if I want to. But if I pay attention to them, there's a lot of valuable information that can be gained from it. Exactly, 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 exactly. Yeah. And to just recognize that like, it's just like, it's just real to like get out of the like colonial mindset that says like somehow the body is not 
like a real source of information and just being like, it is. It's a complex, massive communication device. It's constantly receiving information, translating information, and putting out information inside and externally. Like that's mm-hmm. what it's doing constantly. Mm-hmm. So to just to just choose to become more fluent in that is one of a great way a great way to honor something, right? Is to just give it your awareness. That's one of the, I think about like a physical temple or sacred space that you go to. Like, why is it that you stop for a moment and just kind of take it in before you walk in, whether you bow or you make an offering or you take a breath? And what is it to, to bring that kind of attention to your own self too? And say like, I'm going to take, I'm going to check in with myself and take a breath, you know, and say like, oh, this is sacred. One of the questions, one of the prompts, and I'll invite people to use this that I give to people is when you have a symptom, when your body is, is some, telling you something, whatever it is, or, you know, this, it could be, it doesn't even have to be unpleasurable. Like it could be pleasurable or not pleasurable, but having this moment where you say, what precious and important information are you trying to share with me? Mm-hmm. What precious and important information? And what is it to just ask that question? Like write it down or just ask it to yourself and just recognize that like no matter what it is, it's precious and important to take that mindset to yourself will really change um, the conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're really shifting your awareness to um, like a place of love or appreciation or that like wanting to know creating that space for the answers to come through right yeah i mean i just you know one of the things that i think about and i talk about a lot that's really important to me because again i have had to learn to do this for myself is how do i become really good company to myself how am I the company to myself that I'm needing and wanting the way that I talk to myself in my head? You know, I was a master self bullier, you know, I mean, I just, I learned that I was, I was taught that I was taught that and I learned that and I have worked diligently to, to not be a bully, but to be a fabulous supportive companion to my own self, you know? And, um, when my emotions get overwhelming, just literally naming or narrating the physical sensations I'm having has been one of the most grounding and compassion-generating tools for myself. Because um, the bully wants to make a story about how everything means you're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. This means you're terrible. Right. Uh, you did terrible and you're going to be terrible. And... Um, And when I could just come into this moment of just saying, you know, my heart rate is is like erratic and my belly feels tight, you know, the part of me that has always loved myself and the part of me that wants to choose love can just be like, oh, your belly's in tangles. Like nobody likes it when their belly's in tangles, right? Like this compassionate thing. And so in that way, my body has been yet again, this like map and this tool and this communication, even just in its reflection, you know, of, of what's happening and to teach me how to be loving to myself and to keep it simple, right? To keep the body is very complex, but in a moment to kind of, to let go of the story and let the sensations of my body be um, complete and valid and just a thing to love, Right has been a really powerful practice. 
That's amazing. And, you know, I really love, you know, that whole body as a map thing and how you've really taken it much deeper than what people or myself may, you know, kind of think of that when I hear somebody refer to it, the body as a map. So I really love how you've added that deeper layer to it. Mm, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I want to go even deeper. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Everyone wants more pleasure, yet pleasure is an uncomfortable topic. Would you be surprised to know that most women have never taken the time to fully explore their bodies in intimate or erotic ways? That's why I'm hosting a powerful and long overdue web class on understanding female pleasure. Go to holisticsexedradio.com and click on the web class link at the top of the page for more information and to register for understanding female pleasure today. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey Alexa! Hey Google! Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at holisticsexedradio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. So, Sophia, if a mom wanted to teach her daughter, her son, how to appreciate their body and start looking at their body as a sacred space, like what might you, you know, like how might a parent start down that road? Okay, great question. Love this question. Thank you. The first part of this answer is you got to model it. That's the first part. I'm like, oh, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. And when you're like, teach it, it's like, and if you really, really, really want to pass it on to them, then when you get anxious and your belly starts going in knots, then you out loud say, You put your hand on your own belly and say, oh, my belly is going in knots. (laughs) What a sweet and precious and important information. I need to take five deep breaths. Part of recognizing that the body is a, a temple or that the body is sacred or that the body is sharing valuable information that needs to be listened to as opposed to dominated or controlled is recognizing that not only is there a message but that you get to respond to that message. And so part of the way you get to teach your kids to respond to the messages of their body is by modeling, responding the messages to your own body. So I'll give that piece. Mm -hmm. Another thing is if we're learning this together, if we're doing this together, then, then that's what you get to kind of model. And you can, there's so many things that we learn 
because we because they're important to teach to somebody else, right? There's, that's a great way to learn something new. So if this is something that's not supernatural to you, uh, then, then one of the things you can do is when they are having intense emotions, invite them to like point and talk about where it's happening in the body. So first, just observing it. And then in some way that feels good to you and your family and, you know, my initial thing is like, and then you take a loving hand and you put that loving hand either directly on the body or slightly off the body that just brings the attention there, right? Now, that might be a little bit of a stretch for some people to say that, you know, they're going to do that. But, um, but what you can do, like bring your hand that way or to just bring your breath. So these are two really important ways that validate that the physical experience gets time and attention. Nothing will communicate validity like time and attention. It cannot be replaced. Right. You cannot replace time and attention, right? Have you ever been able to replace time and attention from your partner? No. <laughs> no. That's, you know, that's uh-huh. it. So, so, to, so to recognize, and what's so amazing about the body is that when we really shift our attention, most of the time we're talking about a matter of seconds or sometimes minutes. And that when we ignore the body, we're talking about things that can last for hours, days, or weeks. And so to just shift the mindset that says, I'm going to slow down here, even though, but to, and with kids, doesn't matter what age they are, time mm-hmm. is always running out the door. Mm-hmm. It's always running out the door. And so it's really a courageous act to say, this is, it's like, when you got to go, you got to go. Like, all right. It's just, I, 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 it's, if I'm not trying to control the body and I'm listening to the body, how do I just build these skills? So to name, to name it. Another thing is to actually really celebrate caring for the body. So, um, you know, teeth, moving the body, doing body-based practices, um, caring for the skin, things that are kind of classically feminized practices to, to celebrate those and say that they're real and that they're valuable. The sensual body responds to sensual stimulus. Mm-hmm. So, so, to, so if the body is a temple, then it is a good thing to worship it. And yep. so, so to find out what your body likes, some bodies like lots and lots of oil. Some bodies would not appreciate lots of oil. That would not be helpful for them. Some bodies would like a lot of dry brushing, you know? And so there are different ways to care for your body sense, finding out sensual things like what do you like looking at? The art that's pleasing. What do you like smelling? What do you like tasting? Helping your kids identify their pleasure response. This is really important. Mm-hmm. Helping them identify and feed their pleasure responses in all of their senses is going to make them safer and better lovers to themselves and anyone else they interact with for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Because if they know what makes them feel good and open up and feel like, ah, then they'll have a stronger opinion about the things that don't feel good. And if they know how to give themselves that kind of satisfaction, which is a real need that we have, then they are less vulnerable to getting less than ideal satisfactions of that, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, one of the things that 
you know, I find that makes parents really uncomfortable is talking about pleasure. And of course, I'm referring to sexual pleasure. But one of the things that, you know, I think that people don't realize is your very first lessons in pleasure have nothing to do with sex. They're all about the senses. And you can exactly what you're saying, you know, is learn to identify the things that you find pleasurable that have nothing to do with sex. And that teaches a skill, you know, and this is all about teaching those skills, those life skills. And then when they get older, it translates into there's that sexual component of it, but it's not strictly about sex, you know, pleasure is about lots of things. (laughs) Exactly. And so even just celebrating the things that they like, so helping them find out like do they like the way this smells do they not like do they like the way certain blankets feel and yep. then don't feel right to celebrate to not be like oh she doesn't like that way that blanket feels to be careful of the way in which we sense shame that we do these ways of of mm-hmm. making what our body likes a problem if it's different and right. and to really celebrate that every one of your children is going to have a collection of senses that they enjoy and that you get to celebrate that so if you know that there are things that they do if there's colors that they like or if there's images that they like to um to celebrate that another really wonderful way to to celebrate and create a positive association with um pleasure or body or satisfaction with need is to literally celebrate it and so when someone feels good to be like that feels good we're so used to narrating things that don't feel good and Mm -hmm. so to model that for yourself and just being like oh my gosh i love that hug so much thank you you know like that felt so good or like when you're washing your hands and you're like oh my gosh this water feels so good over my hands like what it is to just because it changes, literally, it changes the narration, which is, again, that focus. It's where you're putting your attention. And so, and, and to let the body's um, pleasure and, and sensory experiences be valuable information, it, it really supports that when things are uncomfortable, that that's also valuable information without teaching that you own, your body only gets attention when it's in trouble. Yeah, I love that. So, yeah, I love that. That's a really powerful distinction. And I was going to say, too, that when you are, you know, making these observations, you're also changing your body, your biochemistry, because like when you're experiencing pleasure, you're releasing endorphins. And if you're, you know, noticing it, too, then you're going to just amp that up a little bit, too. So different hormones for for complaining, different hormones for joyful thoughts and feelings. Yes. Totally. And what is it to just like embrace that and be like, you know what? I want to proactively create a household in which we like, think about how like you love to spend time with people that you have a good time with. Right. And so what is it to proactively be like, I'm going to, I'm Sophia, I'm going to be a person that Sophia has a good time with. Right. I'm going to be a person that um, this other person has a good time with without needing to control or alter someone else's behavior, without mm-hmm. needing to control what's happening just by shifting the way in which you're interacting with what is happening. Yes. Yes. Yeah. To be very present in the moment. <laughs> yeah. I'll say, I want to say one more thing about mm-hmm. another way of getting really connected to the body is to talk about and celebrate menstruation for everyone. Mm-hmm no matter whether they have wombs or not, because it is such an obvious body-based experience that changes 
like everything and has all of these kinds of needs and requirements around it. And when we normalize or celebrate is really what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. When we honor and treasure this very potent cycle, it changes the energy of a room, of a space, of a landscape. And so I'm a huge fan of like whole kits so that um, like I like to have um, like a free bleeding blanket or like a pad that you can put on the couch, you know, so that, so I do this with myself, right? So that when I'm menstruating, I can sit on the couch and I don't have to worry about bleeding on the couch. Like how do you create your house so that it is welcome it welcomes this process. And that's what I mean by like honoring the body. Instead of trying to make it invisible, what is it to expand around something that's happening and to support it? And so it's like, you know, for someone and people, different people are different ways. Like some people are just really like to keep things neat and tidy. And some people kind of spill things all over the place. I tend to spill things all over the place, which means when I'm menstruating, I tend to get blood on stuff, even when I'm trying not to, you know, and I just have friends who that's never been a thing for them. They're like, I don't know, it doesn't really happen. And other people are like, oh my God, no matter what I do, I just get blood everywhere. And so if you're someone who menstruates and gets menstruation everywhere, then how do you have blankets, sheets, even Mm -hmm. a carpet, you know, a pad for the couch, you know, things so that it's not a problem so that it can receive the menstruum. Like that, that's what, that's what celebrating something is, is going like, oh, great. You Mm -hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, you bring up a point, you know, it's like, I never really thought about it as, you know, me being someone who gets blood everywhere kind of thing. But, you know, it totally has happened that way over the years. You know, it's like, I go to sleep and I bleed, you know, and like it gets on my underwear or sometimes I bleed on the sheets. And it's, you know, it's like, ah, oh, you wake up, dang it, <laughs> I got to go wash the sheets again and this kind of thing, you know. And so like, I, I bought myself like this really like luxurious set of maroon red towels so that you know when I took the in my shower I didn't have to worry about staining a white towel like what a nightmare you know (sighs) and then I got you know like red sheets and you know I wore two pairs of underwear to bed you know kind of thing and a big old pad you know now they make period underwear you know like wow, how cool is that, you know? And yep. they have actually all kinds of new things like menstrual cups and stuff, which I which actually I love. Get to, totally. I'll say this about menstrual cups. Mm-hmm. My experience, it took a couple cycles mm-hmm. for to just be like, what is this sensation? And then right. that was 17 years ago. <laughs> and mm-hmm. menstrual cups and period underwear, thanks are my, and free bleeding, that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that piece of like wearing all of these layers, you know, it took me a long time to give myself permission to like, I have PJs that I don't wear. I don't even wear, a, I, don't, I, I don't need to wear a cup or period underwear on. And I have a pad that is like, that is on my bed so that it's like, you know, because sometimes it's just a lot of fluid. So it's just like, you don't actually just want to like roll around in it. You know what I mean? But like, mm-hmm. so to like, what is it to like layer by layer by layer, just like, literally like have it be okay to have it be places you know mm-hmm. it can be really mm-hmm. really powerful yeah well and it also kind of relieves the stress of like oh crap i bled on everything again you know versus yes. you know it's like oh okay well i have i'm bleeding now so i can prepare my bed so that if i happen to bleed through my pad or underwear or whatever my cup yep. leaks or my whatever yep. <laughs> you know it's like Peace it'll of be mind okay. 
Yeah. Right? It's so it's and that's care, right? That's yes. care. It's like it's so it's like it's so simple. That's caring for our bodies. Mm-hmm. I love I love menstruating. That was part of my like PMS story was that, you know, I really needed to make peace with and get to know myself and what I found out was I love it. I love it. I'm going to awesome. menstruate in like a matter of hours now. And I have this sense of just being like, oh, I just like, I'm excited for it to come because it's so, there's a way in which my body, like, right, actually physically softens the joints, the connective tissue, they get more pliable. Like my whole body just softens and lets down and there's a quieter inside and there's a, 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 a slowness. I'm so clumsy like I'm so clumsy when I'm menstruating, I break stuff, I like spill stuff, you know? And so there's this way in which I'm like, I don't clean much, you know? I just like, I'm like, because what am I going to do? Break my stuff? No, I'm not going to break my stuff. And I'm not like, I'm not going to break my stuff. I'm going to leave, like, I'm just going to move really slow and take care Mm -hmm. of the things I need Mm -hmm. to take care of, Mm -hmm. but not any more of it. And then I know that like my body will take a turn in a few days and then I'll have this uplift of energy that will love to, while I'm still in that internal energy, care for my space. And mm-hmm. so I would encourage moms, especially with menstruating children, to encourage what is it to really trust the like slow down and then the come back up and to let them be in themselves is something that we're like really not a lot. It's like, what are you all in your head? Like, oh, what are you, why are you having so many feelings? Like, oh, what are you, it's like to just know that like, oh, are you menstrual, right? Like there's all these stories that are told out there in the world. And so what is it to like give them a set of red sheets, give them a set of red towels, you know, and say like, here are your headphones, here's your notebook. I'm here if you need me and like enjoy your own company. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, like yes. That, well, how about that for an invitation? Yeah, create kind of like a modern day menstrual hut where you can just kind of wind down and relax, take it easy while you're menstruating and then rejoin life when you're done. So we're going to take yeah. a, uh, a quick commercial break and when we come back, we're going to talk about this some more. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Everyone wants more pleasure, yet pleasure is an uncomfortable topic. Would you be surprised to know that most women have never taken the time to fully explore their bodies in intimate or erotic ways? That's why I'm hosting a powerful and long overdue web class on understanding female pleasure. Go to holisticsexedradio.com and click on the web class link at the top of the page for more information and to register for understanding female pleasure today. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at holisticsexedradio.com. 
Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Welcome back, everyone. So, Sophia, I want to learn some more about your deck. Tell us about your card deck. I know you created this amazing deck, and I want to know more. I love cards. And so, yeah, tell us. It's I love my life, right? Yeah. Yep. Tell us more. Okay. So, it's this, like, massive project. Um, It's like an academy online. It has over 72 videos that are, like, teaching transmission videos and over 20 guided practices, like guided meditations that you can do. Basically, what I did was I took my, say, 20 years of professional, transformational healing, body-based, spirituality development, communication skills, um, all the things that help us get from where we are to where we want to be, right? Like Mm -hmm. loving, more and more loving. And I turned it into this card deck that then I also turned into a playable game that then I turned into this like bottomless pit of wisdom reminders. So (laughs) I love games too. I love cards. I love games. I love it. That's so cool. So it's 72 cards and Mm -hmm. then it comes with a die. And so you can use it like a regular Oracle deck where you just pull a card um, you know, and then there's a teaching in the book. And then when you roll the die, each card has, most cards have about, most cards have six practices, if not more. So you roll the die and then it's like either a writing prompt or a guided meditation or a group game that you play together. Mm. And so the book is 72 teachings and then 195 different practices that you can do. And so these are like, the it's like the perfect game to do with people people like to do it like on their birthday but people want or like i call it like a soulful game night you know Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. people do it when they're when they're menstruating or when they're meditating things like that and um it's also just really fun it's like i play tested it for a couple years and it took me a long time to realize that like it's just a good time to have like 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 all this stuff that I was like, I mean, these are the things that I do, right? But then to do it with other people was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is fun. And I was so afraid that people would find it to be too, um, I don't know, too something, like too heavy or too emotionally or spiritually heavy or whatever. But it just, I think, A, because it's like your intuition and the luck of the draw, but mm-hmm. also because so many of the practices are really, I'm very play-based. I'm very game-based. So it really is enjoyable. And the other thing that I think is when we're looking to pull cards so often, we actually are just trying to find, we're trying to hear ourselves you know, mm-hmm. like we're trying to really hear ourselves. And so sometimes reading a card, pulling a card, seeing it, reading it is enough. And sometimes we need more help to kind of hear ourselves. And so that's why I designed it the way that it is so that you can, whether you're doing it with a bunch of people or doing it with yourself, like not just get a reminder, but get access to your own wisdom. Nice. Can you pull a card for us real quick? Oh, sure. <laughs> <Let's see>. <laughs> <laughs> What did we get? What did we get? Cleanse through nourishment. Oh. Cleanse through nourishment. Mm-hmm. This is, let me see if it's, some of these are really long and some of them are really short. Let's see. Oh, yeah. This is, you got a minute? Mm-hmm. One, one little minute here. Cleanse through nourishment. We often associate cleansing with elimination or removal. In contrast, we can see profound cleansing and releasing of toxins by providing ourselves with what we actually need. Across the board, 
spiritually, physically, mentally, and emotionally, we often take what we can get, trying to get our needs even partially met. Our expectations are often based on what we had in the past. When we are nourished with what we actually need, not just something that gets close to it, a detox process begins in our bodies and lives of that which we were holding on to simply because we thought it was the best we could have. Instead of eliminating what you know you don't need, focus on adding in what you really do need. Watch as cravings and attachments change. You may notice that you long less for what you have been trying to detox from or eliminate. Pay attention to notice if there are things you didn't even know you were holding on to because you experienced them as the best you could get. Things that, perhaps, you no longer want, now having something more satisfying. See what happens when you are truly nourished. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, add more of what you need. I've actually heard something very similar to that recently. So yeah, sounds good. <laughs> I will see what else I need and add more of that. Add, add more, more fun. That. More fun. I could use yeah. some more fun. Uh-huh. Play. Yeah. Uh-huh. So mm. totally. So where can I get a copy of your cards and the book and and the game part of it too? I want it all. I want it all. That's come right. to come to my hub, my way web hub. Come mm-hmm. to SophiaWiseone.com. And uh and um you know I Hold on a second. I'm having a da na da 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 da. Robin probably gonna want to edit this part. Do, 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 do. Um, I'm gonna leave it there. <laughs> no, you're gonna leave it there. I'm like, what am I? I'm like, I don't know. It's okay. We we were gonna Fine. we're gonna post the link on the show notes. So anybody who wants it can go there and get it, and you can uh, figure out where you're gonna put it because I know you're still working on things. I'm still so. working on the exact web address, but Robin's mm-hmm. gonna have it. Check the show notes mm-hmm. and uh, and come and grab your copy. I would love to. Have you be yes. part of the family? And yes, and by the time the show airs, you will have it all ready, ready to yes. go. It'll, so. it'll all be ready to go for sure. Awesome! I'm so Absolutely. excited to check it out. But yeah, I got to see the sneak preview of the book here and the cards, and yeah, can't wait to get my own. I'm gonna hey give you. some to my niece too. Yes. Yeah, totally. She's going to use something like that. So I know that you have a little free gift for everyone. So can you tell everyone about that real quick here before we wrap things up? Yeah, absolutely. I would love it if you wanted to uh, practice sacred bleeding practices. I made a little ebook that's painted and storytelling and talking about viewing menstruation as a sacred practice. And there's 14 different little things that you can do and you can do all of them or you can just do one of them. We talked about some of them today here, but not all of them. And then inside that ebook, there's an additional kind of live link resource page to podcast episodes and guided practices and things like that. And so I'd love to sell that little ebook, but I will give it to y'all for free so you can start your practices. And um, and I'd love to hear if you give any of them, give it a shot. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to you know, shoot a picture, like take a snapshot, tag me on Instagram, DM me, like, let me know, um, that you're, you're playing. If you order a deck, you know, let Mm -hmm. me know what's, what's happening. I love to hear from people. So yeah, super fun. Well, thanks. Thank you so much. It's been a real blast having you here on the show today. I appreciate your time and total pleasure. 
Yeah, and thanks everyone so much for listening. And we will uh, definitely post all those show notes for you, have the links, and we'll even pull up a link for the interview that I did on your show too. Great. Thank you so Alrighty. much. Yeah, Thank thanks everybody. Everyone. Be well. Take care. Bye-bye, everyone. You've been listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Thank you for spending some of your precious time with us today. While these conversations may be difficult at times, the rewards are well worth it. We have the power to change the world by what we teach our kids. Join host Robin LaCrosse next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another thought-provoking conversation. Thank you and have a beautiful day.